What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Flip Hacking Live podcast. This is Bill Allen, and today we just got done double closing a deal that we bought for five hundred fifty thousand, and we sold for six hundred thousand. So a fifty thousand dollar assignment fee this morning. And uh, afterwards, I said I've been getting a lot of questions about double closings. Should you double close? Should you not double close? And today on the podcast, I'm going to answer that for you. Should I double close my wholesale deals? The big question is this. How do you start or grow a real estate investing business that will give you the income and financial freedom you desire without losing a ton of money or wasting years of your life trying to figure it out all by yourself? That is the question and this podcast is the answer. I'm your host, Bill Allen, and together we are going behind closed doors so you can hack the country's top experts and learn the secret tips, tricks, and strategies that actually work in today's market. Welcome to the Flip Hacking Live podcast. Double closed a wholesale deal this morning and I've been getting a lot of questions about double closings. When should I double close? What is it? How do you do it? All of those things. So I thought I'd make this video real quick to talk to you guys about what I recommend and what we do inside of my business to double close on properties. So what is a double closing? If you got a wholesale deal, so you got a house under contract and you're uh, selling that contract to somebody else, Basically, a double closing is instead of assigning that contract, you're actually closing on it. You're so the A to B closing. You're buying that property and immediately turning around and selling it to somebody else. You actually take title for a quick second. And um, so with that, there's a lot of factors that come into play before I answer what should I do. So a lot of investors will say, uh, you know, wholesalers will say, hey, what, um, what should I do? What do you recommend? The fee is this. And I have a lot more questions. So let me start with some of that. Uh, we just left the double closing this morning. So we bought a property. It was uh, uh, some triplexes for $550,000. We're selling them for $600,000. And it was a new title company. It was a new buyer. Um, it was an antsy seller, just not really um, careful, like comfortable working with us and stuff like that. So we thought the best thing to do would be to double close on this property to make sure that it's clean, that there's no issues. Uh, we actually sent somebody to the closing. So Chad, on his birthday, actually drove down to Huntsville to take care of this deal and, um, and sit at the closing. And he even said there were some issues at the closing table too, even when we were double closing. So what we did was I sent $550,000 down there, uh, plus closing costs and all the other things that we needed. And then we'll be getting wired the difference. So we actually bought the property for um, you know a minute and then we turned around and sold it to the buyer at a different closing. So two separate HUDs, a full transaction where we actually take down the property and own it for a minute. And we had to send the money in this case. So there's a lot of factors that are involved that I'm gonna talk through right now. So when do you double close? So things that I need to ask um, so it, first are, what is your location? So what are the costs to double close? Depending on where you are, we have uh, people that are all around the United States that uh, you know, listen to podcasts or in the mastermind groups, all of these things. And then we have people overseas too. So what is it gonna cost you to double close? Because the answer might be very simple if it's only gonna cost you $150 to double close a transaction. It might be a very different answer if you're in New York or New Jersey potentially, and it's cost, gonna cost you five or $6,000 to double close versus a sign. So that's a huge factor. What are the costs? And you can just ask your title company what those costs are. Go to your title company and say, hey, uh, this is what I'm doing, I'm wholesaling, and we are typically assigning properties, but what would it cost for me to buy this property and then turn around and resell it to somebody else a minute later? And so that's the first step. Then the next question is, okay, I see those costs. 
do I have to bring my money to the table or use transactional funding? So somebody else's money that they just give it to you for an hour? Um, or do, can I use the buyer's money? So can the buyer, let's use my case for example, can the buyer bring their $600,000 in? We use that money to buy my contract. So I purchase it using that money. And then we close the second one using the same money and we get the difference. So I've had title companies tell me that that's illegal. Uh, you can't do it. We aren't allowed to do it. All of those things. Um, just keep asking different title companies until you find the one that will do it because it's not illegal. We do it all the time in our states. There are some states or locations or things like that where they might not be able to do it. So check around, ask other investors that are around you, but we do this all the time. So we close the, uh, we use the buyer's money to close the front end transaction if we need to. And then we close the second one where we're selling it to the, to the end buyer. And so um, if, it's, if that's the case, then you don't even need the money. So the costs will determine whether you should do this or not. And that's one of the factors, right? So what's the cost? So the administrative costs. So you might have some title fees. You've got, uh, you might have some, some taxes to pay. You might have uh, um, uh, insurance policies, things like that. There's, uh, there's a couple different factors in that cost. So I know a couple people inside of our mastermind group where it only cost them $150 or $200 to double close. And that seems like a no brainer to me, especially if it's a little, um, if they're uncertain about who the buyer and the seller are. So that's one step. What are the costs? The second one is whose money am I using? Because that increases the costs. Transactional funding is anywhere from maybe like 1% to 1.5% of the amount. So in my case, I used my money. I lent my $550,000 to the company and I only charged them a half percent to use my money. So I was making somewhere around, you know, 2750, somewhere around there, $2,800. And they had to build that into the fees and the cost to double close that property. So my company decided that it made sense to double close it. They thought they were going to lose the deal. So um, they borrowed the money. Uh, so if you don't have to use that money, you could use the buyer's money. That price would have gone down significantly and become more of a no brainer. So the cost to double close, whose money can I use? So then what is the next question is what is the issue that you're trying to avoid? So a lot of times people say, well, I don't want the buyer to see how much money we're making on the deal. We have a really big deal and uh, maybe we're buying it for 220 and we're selling it for 250 and I don't want the buyer to see that we're making $30,000. Well, my answer to that is, is that really an issue? Do you really think that the buyer cares? And if they do, why? And are they even ever going to see it until they get to the closing table? So are they going to sit down at the closing table, have their money wired in there already, and then look at this HUD and say, I'm not, I'm not buying this for what I originally agreed to buy it for. So do they have non-refundable earnest money that's down, that non-refundable deposit? So we require a non-refundable deposit of $5,000. So if they walk away from that deal, they're losing $5,000. Yes, we can't get the deal closed right then without jumping through hoops, but are they really going to balk on that? And is it worth paying $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 to protect your $30,000 fee? And so ask yourself those questions. Typically the buyer is usually the only person that's going to see this. Um, and so I don't think the buyer is a big issue. I think the seller is more of an issue. So if the seller sees that you're making $30,000, that could be a potential issue. And so I, when you think about that, think about the psychology that's happening here and they're going to be sitting down at the table. And typically the buyer doesn't even look at the assignment fee because it's on or I'm sorry, the seller doesn't even look at the assignment fee because it's on the buyer side of the closing. So even if the HUDs are right there, they're not, they're not looking at, they're looking at their side. They're not looking at the buyer side. So the buyer's going to see the fee as the assignment fee on the closing. 
and the seller doesn't usually see it. So this stuff can be avoided and just look at your costs. So that's like, what are you trying to avoid? Are you trying to avoid the buyer balking? Are you trying to avoid the seller seeing how much you're making? We've had deals where we've bought a property for $40,000 and we've assigned it for a $30,000 fee. And a lot of times I'll double close something like that because the seller might see that and, and see the purchase price of the home uh, on the HUD at 70,000 and start asking some questions. When it's a $200,000 purchase and we're making 30, $40,000, I'm gonna to try to assign contracts as much as possible. I wanna reduce my fees and keep as much in my pocket as I can. So the other way that, the other question you have to ask is, will the title company or attorney split the HUDs? So the buyer only sees the buyer side, so they'll only see the assignment fee on there, and the seller will only see their side of the HUD, and we call that a blind HUD. So we do that all the time too, where we actually split the HUDs, and that way the seller sees the seller side and the buyer sees the buyer side, and that's simple. So they will only see the fees that are on their side. So then I only have to worry about the buyer. The seller won't see anything. And we, we try to do that as much as possible. So if you're working with a title company, you can ask them if they'll do that. Can you split the HUDs where it's blank on one side and they see the other? So that's typically what we do. So what is my take on this? Um, I don't have a cutoff of you know, 20,000, 30,000, 100,000 where we're going to uh, double close or not. So if somebody asks me like, hey, when do you double close? The, my answer is it depends on all of those factors we talked about. What are the costs? What are the fees? What, what are we trying to avoid? What's the issue? So any, I push my team to assign contracts whenever possible because number one, it's cheaper. We're gonna keep more money in our pockets. So we'll net more money on that transaction. Number two is it's, it's much better on our taxes when you get into the tax burden of having all these HUDs, buying, selling properties, all these fees, all those things, it is a challenge when it comes to tax time. We do almost 200 deals a year. If I can assign all of those, it becomes so much easier. It's just a commission income line for us on our books. And it's not, I have to produce all of these HUDs for my CPA. We have to keep them in, in record and in inventory. And we have to own it. The other thing is, what happens if I close on the property and then the buyer doesn't close? So the buyer has some problems, doesn't wire their money, decides not to buy it. Now I own that property. And so there's a lot of challenges that come with that, um, even just for a very short period of time. So I'm actually taking a piece of a chain of title. So I think about all that stuff. I really push to assign if we can. And I tell my team, why, why can't we assign it? Like you really we got to work through that to figure out why, why not. And for us, it usually costs us, you know, anywhere from five, $600 to in the low thousand dollar range, $2,000 range to assign. Um, if we're using transactional funding, it might be even more like I talked about on this one today. Um, it probably cost us $7,000 to assign to, to double close on that property, uh, to make that $50,000. So we're walking away with 43,000 instead of 50,000. Uh, not ideal. Uh, I would much rather have that $7,000 back, but we didn't think that we were going to get this deal done if we didn't do it. And so we tried everything. We worked through all the different scenarios. Didn't make sense. So we double closed it. And fortunately, uh, I was able to fund it and it wasn't as expensive as going out to another traditional uh, transactional funding company. So think about all those things and just, you know, you come up with your plan in your area. What's the best for you? What's the smartest thing to do? And I wouldn't be as concerned. A lot of it is our mindset. Our mindset is dictating what we think we should do. So, all right, I hope you guys enjoyed that one. This is the kind of stuff that we talk about at Flip Hacking Live every single year. 
these strategies, tips, tactics, all the things that we're doing inside of our business. How are things changing? What are we doing going forward as the market shifts and adjusts and makes changes? Like, are we going to continue to assign contracts? Are we going to start double closing? What do we need to do? Are we doing short sales with banks? Are we doing, are, are we working with more banks on foreclosures? Like what is going to happen going forward? And that's what we talk about at Flip Hacking Live. Um, this these kind of concepts, these strategies, the, this reason I put this podcast together is so that we, I can give you these short bursts of information and things that we're doing in our company. Imagine what three days would be like with the nation's top wholesalers, flippers, other real estate investors, mindset, uh, uh, public speakers, the people that we're bringing in for this. Um, it's going to be amazing. So get your tickets. Don't wait. Go to fliphackinglive.com and grab them October 15th, 16th, and 17th. And this year you can attend. There's no reason not to because it's a virtual experience that we're doing. We're presenting this from stage. We're building out a studio. It's going to be amazing. We're putting on a phenomenal three-day event that you can watch at your house, in a hotel near you, uh, in an Airbnb, in your home office, on your couch, in the big screen TV, and, uh, and be there with us just like you're there with us for three days. It's going to be awesome. We can do some really cool stuff with networking, with um, with breakout sessions, with different stages and things like that virtually, it's going to be really awesome. So go get your tickets, fliphackinglive.com. Don't wait. The ticket prices are going to go up here soon. Hey, it's Bill again. And I want to personally invite you to our biggest event of the year, Flip Hacking Live. If you could copy the exact deal sources, marketing strategies, negotiation tactics, and business systems of the most successful house flippers and wholesalers in the nation, how would that change your business? Flip Hacking Live is a three-day event that we do just once per year, and it's happening October 15th through the 17th. We bring in the nation's top wholesalers and house slippers to walk you through everything they're doing, how they're marketing directly to sellers, how they're picking up discounted off-market properties, how they're doubling their close ratio with the right negotiation tactics, how they're raising millions of dollars in private money, the things they're doing that other investors aren't doing, all of it. These are the guys and gals who are actively doing deals at a high volume in today's market all across the country. You get their full attention for three days. They have agreed to hold nothing back and you'll be right there with them so you can ask questions and get clarification on anything that you need. This is your chance to hack the nation's top flippers and wholesalers and ethically steal their exact strategies and systems. All you have to do is take notes, ask questions, and apply what you learn. But first, you need to get a ticket. We've sold out every year and ticket prices go up every few months. So go to fliphackinglive.com right now and get your tickets today. Fliphackinglive.com, October 15th through the 17th. This is an event that you cannot afford to miss.